Christmas is a beautiful time that we cherish. I cherish very much. And I hope each one of you enjoys this time as I enjoy it. Not uh, the way the world enjoys it. But somehow it uh, brings me closer to God. And I pray that each and every one of you experiences this. If we ask the private citizen today, what do you think about Christmas in general? You know, uh, uh, before we answer this question, I can tell you this. We all know that no two persons react to anything exactly the same way. Do you agree with that? The same is true of the human reaction to Christmas. The diversity of responses, intellectually and emotionally, that we hear are very surprising. The private system will tell you it's a time of festivities. Time to eat, drink, and be merry. And to put on weight. (laughs) Which is true. Some say, hey, I'm looking forward, we're taking a cruise. Fine. Going on vacation, great. It's time for cheer and celebration, even better. And so many people say, well, it's, all, it's, a, it's a winter holiday. I have a problem with that, but we'll deal with this later on. Uh, it's time to visit friends and families, true. Very nice. And it's time to have a great time. Uh, many, there are many answers, but, but we have no time for that. Uh, the business world. Look at Christmas from a different angle. Uh, let's take the merchants and store owners. Uh, I don't think they think the way we think here spiritually. Uh, they depend on this season. Uh, they start every year, they start earlier. Did you notice that? Before even Thanksgiving, people were singing the songs of Christmas. And I've noticed that Christmas decorations went up earlier this year. I don't know, I could be wrong, but that's what I noticed. And, you know, <coughs> that's what the merchants say. And then, uh, do you read with me in the papers, uh, uh, only so many days till Christmas, but we forgot one word. Only 20 shopping days. And, uh, it's not 10 days till Christmas. It's not 10 days till we honor the Lord. It's 10, 20 shopping days. So the business world look at it as an opportunity for sales, opportunity to make money. And uh, is it to honor the King of Kings and Lord of Lords? I don't think so. People, the majority of people, the business world is not thinking of this. The business world is thinking, I'm afraid it's only to count their money and check their tills and compare percentages. And you know, the comparison is amazing. The very first thing you see in the morning, if you go on the internet, that we are down by half a percent or up by two percent. And that's how we look at the Christmas season, which is no more, they call it Christmas season. They call it what? A holiday season. The national, on a national basis, uh, I have uh, learned, and every year we see this happening, that uh, so many counties have taken the word Christmas and replaced it with holiday. Do you agree with that? Okay. This is sad. I'm not happy with that at all. So, uh, uh, we have now the holiday season. I wonder, you know what? 
if they want to have a holiday season, why don't they move it till January and keep Christmas for us? Huh? Would someone suggest that? I have no voice. Maybe you have a stronger voice. They want a holiday season? Take January, take February, take March. Have a holiday season. I'll join you. But leave a Christmas for the Christians. We want, we want to honor our Lord and Savior. We don't want that. And you know, they replace it. Now they have a holiday season. How many times do you hear people, happy holidays? And you know, when I used to work, and I was talking to headquarters, to vice president, the, to the president of our, our division, whenever I concluded my, my uh, word with him, and they have told us, be careful about when you greet, uh, when you greet uh, everybody, because you don't know what affinity group they come from. I used to say, Merry Christmas. And you know what? Some of them, yes, Merry Christmas. Some of them answered it. Some of them told me, have a happy holiday. Yeah, okay. I wasn't fired for this because I have a conviction about it. It's my Savior's birthday. And I don't want to hear about it's holiday. It's his holiday. When he came to this earth, he did not take a holiday, actually. He never was on vacation. He set his eyes toward Jerusalem because he had a job to do and he did it, which is the salvation of this world. Schools have a break. It's not Christmas break anymore, right? It's a holiday season, holiday break. And you know, the most ironic thing I've heard this year, as the Christmas tree now is called a holiday tree. I heard it on the television. They don't want to say it's a Christmas tree. I saw it on the news last week. And I was not happy with that. For a lack of a better word. We're a church. I was not. I was not at all pleased with this. I was angry. I'll tell you what. I was angry. Okay? I was angry. Say, what is this? It's a, a holiday tree. I say, move your holiday to January and February and leave our Christmas alone. That's my cry and my shout this morning. Oh, yes. In uh, some states, even the manger scene is not to be displayed. And Christmas carols where the name of Jesus is mentioned are not to be allowed at all. Now, neither schools nor anywhere else. Some large stores have exchanged the Merry Christmas greeting with the empty Happy Holidays. Did you know that? Many. I wonder what's next. Get done with Christmas. Don't mention the name of Christ. It's sad. On a personal basis, they don't want to hear about it. On a business basis, they don't want to hear about it. On a national basis, it's, they don't want to hear about it. And it's comic and sometimes tragic. How many pretend that it is, what's wrong? It's a holiday like another. Some religion, they say, a prophet is born. They call him Isa. A prophet is born. I lived amongst them. He's a prophet. And the one who died on the cross was not him. It was an imitation. You know why? Because they don't want him to die and be raised from the dead because he becomes God. They want him a prophet. 
on the same prophets like any other prophet. You die and then you meet your creator. They don't want him a God. They don't want him the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the one who brought peace and joy to the hearts of millions of people like you and me. They deny that. Did you read, how many of you received cards that says, greetings and best wishes for the holiday season? We receive those. They print those. And that's what it is to millions of people, a holiday season. Is there any room left in the heart of man for the visitor? That's my question today. Yet, thank God, he continues to come seeking to reign in our hearts. So we heard what the world is calling this Christmas season. But if we ask our Lord Jesus Christ this morning, what do you call it? Why did you come? If we examine the verse that I'm going to read, and this is it in Mark chapter 10 and verse 45, he said it. If we ask him, what's the meaning of your coming? What is the meaning of your coming? What is the purpose of your coming? What do you mean? He said, for even, he's talking about himself. He's, he's talking. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. That's the purpose. This is the one and only explanation for Christmas. Forget the beautiful words and the greeting cards and the decorations around us. It's all done for a purpose. Man's purpose. We enjoy them, but it's not done for God's purpose. So few like to honor him this way. Our Lord's incarnation, that is his birth. That is his coming to us. And living amongst us is only for one simple reason. Put it down. The redemption of man. That's why he left his glory. We're still a little bit early. It's not Christmas time yet, but Christmas uh, season is here. That's why he left his glory. Let's focus on that. He left his throne. He came. God's beloved son visited our world for 33 years. And what happened? He was mocked. He was ridiculed. He was rejected for the sake, for your sake and mine. That's how I would like to think of him. And there is no Bethlehem without a cross. Many, many like think, let me think of Bethlehem. Let me think of the baby. But the baby came for a purpose. He grew up to be a take a form of a man. And he took off for 33 years on the way to Jerusalem. And there he died for your sins and mine to redeem us. And that's the real joy and that's the real peace. There is no peace without the cross of Christ. There is no joy in the heart until our sins are forgiven and our names are written in heaven. That's the real peace we can sing of. Yes, God's beloved Son visited this world. And you know what? It's, it's very well spelled out in Philippians and chapter 2. And we read 
And we read the following verses. Who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped. But, what did he do? He emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant, and being made in the likeness of man, and being found in the appearance of man, he humbled himself. Ah, yes, by becoming obedient to the point of death, the death of the cross. That's his purpose. That's why he came. There was no commercialism of his coming. There is no business interest for, for his coming. There is nothing at all. There is one interest. He set before eyes the salvation of man. Because man could not save himself. The moment he stepped out of heaven into our world. And took a form of a baby. In that lowly manger in Bethlehem. He kept his eyes focused toward Jerusalem. That glorious cross on Calvary's hill. Make no mistake. He came to give his life. That's one. Two. A ransom for many. Did he ransom you? You can celebrate Christmas if you know you have been ransomed. You have been redeemed. He paid the price. And he shed his blood. And if you are saved this morning, you can go and have a very Merry Christmas. And then tag into it, have a joyful time during this season. But if you know that his blood that was shed did not ransom you, he did not buy you, did not touch your life and change it, you better do something about it before you come to that Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Divine wonder. Mm. Let us stop and marvel a little bit at that wonderful plan, the plan of salvation. Two more minutes, I'll be done. We get so occupied with little things, listen to this, which seem big, that we do not marvel anymore at the things which are really big. We get busy looking at the latest gadgets. Do you notice with me that we see gadgets around the Christmas times that we don't see for the 11 months that have passed? <laughs> Unbelievable. What does it tell you? Is this the celebration for the birth of our Lord? No. That's business. That's business. We get so attached. And there are so many gadgets. I like to look at them, play with them. But why don't they come in June? <laughs> and you know what? We pay for Christmas. We pay a lot. We get attracted to the latest innovations. Have you seen the latest innovation? Have you been to the stores? I haven't so far. Thank God. The toys, the little cute ornaments, the glitter, the things that are available at Christmas time, and then the rest of the stuff, Mike, and the stuff. Are we attracted to those? These diversions rob us from enjoying our Savior 
who redeemed us from the pit of hell. Don't let this rob you. Please, focus on the baby in the manger. Focus on him. And that's what I, I came. Ah, to die for you, he said, and to ransom you from the pit of hell. Someone said, even the manger and the swaddling clothes should not be the main attraction, but the Christ of the simple gospel. But, what? The Christ of the simple gospel story. May we live this gospel consistently before the world. We can span the continents if we live for Christ and take the Christmas season as a board to tell the world, as a stage to tell the world how much Jesus loved us that came, he came, he was born in a manger, lived a life of rejection, went to the cross and died for our sins. And that's the message of Christmas, my friends. Let's stop a little bit and marvel at this baby. Look closely at the manger. And what do you see? At that first Christmas, it was the eternal who became born of a human mother to become our sin-bearer and redeemer. That's the Christmas message. That's why he came. As the song says, when we know why he came, and we know the majority of us here are redeemed, we can only say with the hymn writer, Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ is the Lord. Christ is the Lord. So at the very beginning of this Christmas season, let us be aware. Let us honor the one that people pretend to honor, but, but for their personal gain. He did not come for that. He came to put down his life and to become a ransom of many. Did he change your life? That's what I, that's the question. Did he change your life? He changed mine. And I'm so thrilled. And I am going to celebrate Christmas the right way. Because he changed my mind, my life. He changed my whole being. If he did, you can go out and sing all these beautiful hymns and crown him king of your life forever and ever. If not, this is the time to say, Lord Jesus, I accept you in my heart. You came to redeem me and I accept your redemption. I accept you as my Savior who went to the cross of Calvary. Remember, there is no cross without Bethlehem. There is no Bethlehem without the cross. And that's why he came, to die for you and me. And let's bow our heads and thank him for this coming. If there is someone in our midst this morning, this afternoon already, that you don't know Christ as your Savior, you, don't, you did not experience yet his coming into your life, into your heart, 
his coming into this world and why he came, I ask you to say, Lord Jesus, come and be born in my heart and change my life. And the Lord will bless you. You just pray this prayer and say, Lord, come and be born in my life. Change me so I can enjoy Christmas the right way. Our Father, we thank you for your kindness to us, toward us all. We thank you for sending the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for your love because you loved us so much that you sent your only begotten Son to come to this world, be born in a manger, lived, rejected, and he went to the cross to die for us all, to redeem us from the pit of hell. So whoever believes in him will never perish, but have eternal life. Give that eternal life to those who did not experience your salvation yet. And we pray that this season will be a blessing in their lives as well as in ours so we can rejoice with Emmanuel who is God is with us. Bless us, we pray, and dismiss us with your blessing. In Jesus' name we ask and pray. Amen. Thank you for coming. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of the day. And remember, enjoy Christmas the right way.